All right. Well, good morning, guys, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. This is the uh, 6 a.m. I don't even know what time it is. Well, okay. No, it's 7 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> it's a 7 a.m. Eastern time meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on the forward to the first edition. And we are on page XIII, reading just that third paragraph. Today's readers are Judith SP reading the text, Maria H reading page 164, and Sherry D is our backup reader. Newcomer greeter is Reva P. Second hour host is Janice PM. Reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, November 15, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 20838. 20838. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time is 20839, 20839. So the OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Misty C. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Misty. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Misty C., Recovering recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being <clears throat> the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will and for the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Misty. And now I'll ask Joni Y to read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni Y from a compulsive overeater from Connecticut. 
the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. Thanks, Joni. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then you'll press star one to mute your phone again. So to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we're resuming our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the forward to the first edition. We're on XIII. We're right there on that third paragraph, and we are going to be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph. And I'll now ask Judith F.P. to get us going. Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Kellys. Thank you, God, and thank you, everyone, for being here. My name is Judith S.P. in Maryland, greatly recovered for today. When writing or speaking publicly about alcoholism, we urge each of our fellowship to admit his personal name, designating himself instead as, quote, a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, unquote. I have uh, had the good fortune to be reading some of Bill Wilson's articles in the book called Language of the Heart. 
and when it comes to the traditions, what um, I hear him describe or read um, from what he says and I hear is that the traditions were developed um, as a need to assist or actually um, as much as can be guaranteed, giving the group the opportunity to have unity. And unity for me has come to believe I'm on the same level, the same plane as everybody else, actually every being in this universe. I'm no better or worse than anybody else. In my life, I have experienced always, and I can say always because now it's transformed, is I did not belong. I did not feel like a member of my family, of my community, of my cliques in school, of not becoming a cheerleader, and so forth and so on. I didn't feel a member of anything. And when I looked up the word member, it means to belong, to belong to a organization, fellowship, or whatever um, one is, is striving to belong to. And when I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, almost instantaneously, I felt there was something deep down in my soul and spirit that was home, that I was welcomed for who I was. And when I think about sharing about my experiences with folks that are not in recovery or in this particular fellowship, I don't go into detail. I don't give my full name, address, social security number, uh, the vita of my resume. I talk from my heart how I have been transformed into the fourth dimension. I might not say that exactly in that way, but that's what I'm inferring. And it is essential for the unity of the fellowship to continue to be humble and back out and let God lead. And what I get from this reading in closing is that God leads when I allow myself to just be part of the community, part of the membership, and I don't personalize very much about Judith. It comes across in connecting with fellows all the time. And in my writings, time. I do, thank you. I will pass at that point enough. Thank you, Kelly and the community. Bye-bye. Thank you, Judith SP. And I just want to remind you guys, we have this tradition that says need not be organized because apparently there's a little confusion on what we're supposed to be reading. We're supposed to be reading two paragraphs this morning. So let me just quickly tell you, um, Judith read the first one and the second one says, very earnestly, we ask the press also to observe this request for otherwise we shall be greatly handicapped. So. We're reading and commenting, or we read on two paragraphs, and we're going to comment on both of those paragraphs this morning. So, about that confusion. So, that being said, let me give you my little spiel here. Um, okay. So, we're now going to open up the meeting for sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experiences too. 
Um, if you share it on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision, vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow for as many people as possible, because sometimes we have over 400 people here, and I will let you know when time is up. So who would like to share? Melissa C. Linda D. Linda. Anita J. Anita. Good time to get out there if you've been nervous, all the people. Yvonne D.H. Who was that? Yvonne D.H. Yvonne. Okay. Yes, Yvonne H. Gotcha. Well, we'll get started, and you guys can think about it. We'd love to hear your shares. So I have Melissa, Linda. Anita and Yvonne. So, Melissa, get started. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was thinking about that, that the difference between, um, you know, anonymity and, um, and um, you know, and invisibility. <laughs> Because I, you know, I do believe that there's there's a difference between, you know, um, who am I anonymous to? I don't know. I don't think that I'm supposed to be anonymous to people that I could be helpful to, you know, and I can't be helpful to um, people that they don't know that that I have, you know, a program. But I think a lot of it, you know, and that I have this design for living that works. But I think that there's, you know, a way that we're really being directed to do it so that we can actually um, continue to live. My my experience is that, you know, I have to work. I have to go to work, right, on a, on a daily basis. And I can't, um, I can't be selling, you know, a product necessarily on that work. And, you know, I was thinking, too, like I've had friends and acquaintances who at different times were selling different schemes and products, whether they were representing Mary Kay or, or Avon or Herbalife or, or a diet plan, they were, they were out there selling it. And I just, you know, remember um, having, like, interactions with those people where they were, you know, trying to get you to buy their product, and it became all, you know, all-consuming and, um, and crowded out, you know, my experience watching them, it crowded out their ability to to live in, you know, the way that I want to live, you know, because they were all about the products that they were selling. And while I believe in deeply in this program of recovery, what is it that, you know, that I believe that I'm promoting or selling or, you know, or carrying is a relationship with God. And so for me, it's, it's you know, it's a relationship with God that drove out my need to eat compulsively and, and had a revolutionary change in my life. And I can't live that out um, in my workplace 
if I'm on the phone all day while I'm at work. Like, for me, that's what it means to practice anonymity. Not that I'm anonymous from my fellows. I think, you know, I have no problem um, sharing who I am and, and anything about me with people that I can be useful to. That's going to work. You know, and at work, I'm not selling away. Now, if somebody asks me, like, about what I do and what I practice, at a proper place and time, we're told we can tell everybody why food does not, you know, agree with us, why alcohol does not agree with us. Um, so I think there really is a balance. Um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. All right. So next up, we have Linda D. followed by Anita J. Good morning, Linda. Hi Kelly. Hi everybody. My name, oops, my name is Linda D, and I live in Connecticut. And I'm so thrilled and happy to be with you because I can't do this alone. I sure can't. Even God and I can't do it. Just the two of us. I need people. It's part of the the package deal. Okay. Um, I think this, I feel this, that um, I can only, I can only share what I am. I have to live this. And um, in my neighborhood, I'm the only one in the immediate neighborhood who's um, in recovery, who's in a 12-step program, even though there are, there's medical professionals and uh um, city officials and what have you. And a, a dear, dear friend of mine who helps me virtually every day uh, is a medical professional. She has never, ever been exposed to Overeaters Anonymous. I am not, and she's a, a food addict and um, a, a compulsive eater. And she has all of the earmarks and whatnot. I'm not going to um, soft soaper, manipulate, or do anything. I am this. This is what she knows. She knows that I, I have food allergies. She knows now that I'm in a 12-step program. But I don't discuss anything and push anything on her. I try to be, to the best of my ability, with God's help, a humble example of what a good person, a healthy person, what they do with their life once they're in a 12-step program. And what I can do for her spiritually, and I do it often, is pray for her. Because God is really, really, really real. I didn't know that. She knows it. But I didn't know it. And God is the only one that moves somebody, whether they know it or not, into this program to stay. This program really works. And I do not want to be a bad representative of the program because then a person just thinks, oh, they're a bunch of religious fanatics or something. They they think it's a cult. This is not a cult. This is a divine invention from God. This whole program is a miracle, and I'm so happy and relieved to be part of that miracle. Thanks. Uh, I pass. Well, I thanks, pass. Linda. 
Next up, we have uh, Anita J. followed by Yvonne H. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Kelly. This is Anita H. Is um, I think you just said, and I'm from Massachusetts. You know what? This is an old thing that people have said before, but it's true. You know, when sharing, um, not on the meeting, but it, it with anyone, um, say about the program, um, share it, and if necessary, use words. Because looking at me, if you've known me for years and years, there, there's the message. What happened to Anita? Miss up and down and down and around Anita, you know? And um, I know that there's someone here in our meeting who one day called. We don't see each other. We're good friends, but we don't see each other anymore like we used to. And uh, she, she said, so what's new? And kind of that kind of a, ah, boy, so what's new? And I said, I haven't eaten compulsively in two years. And that, that amazed her. She knew me. And that was, I was necessary. I used words because she couldn't see me. We were on the telephone. And I am the message now. That's a big responsibility. And um, my name has got nothing to do with it. You know, one of my problems all my life uh, was ego. That's why I could never have continuous abstinence. My ego would get in the way. And anything that would draw attention to me um, is dangerous, dangerous. With great humility, I finally found out what God wanted to show me. He didn't. He could have given me abstinence, but why would he do that? He wanted the whole package. He wanted to give me everything, which is, you know, a life second to none. You know, I have a lot of fun. He uses my gifts uh, in so many ways I never thought I'd still be doing, you know. I just think of the Region 6 convention we had here a few months ago in New York. I mean, was, what a grand time that I could use my gifts and see old friends. Anyway, that's this program. These are my friends. Uh, some have passed, but uh, I remember them as part of my life, and they always will be. My other family, hello, family, and with that, I pass. Well, thank you, Anita. Next up is Yvonne H., and after that, we're going to be opening up for more shares, so get ready. Good morning, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I'm Yvonne H., calling from Germany, and very grateful for the program, for being here, for belonging, and I'm sharing because I have the feeling that I belong, and this is very new. The word anonymity spoke to me. The word representative spoke to me. And work the program spoke to me. Um, I am, I keep anonymity in this program the way the program is. But the program also tells me to suggest to do the program with all my affairs and this, apply the program in all my affairs. 
And the way to work this program for me is not only with a fellowship, which I am very grateful for. Long time, many, many years, I thought I don't belong. I don't belong to the program. I don't belong to the fellowship. I did my thing alone, but it didn't work. And I didn't belong to my family. I didn't belong to my job. Being a teacher, I couldn't teach well. Now I belong everywhere. I belong everywhere, and I am irradiating something very different. When I am with people, I feel that there is happiness. I feel that something is there, something is happening. I call that something God. God is there with his light. And that's my way to work the program, is to have a sponsor to work, to share about my experience. And I feel so much strength there, so much strength while we are talking and see how the person is changing in his, at least in his attitude, the beginning. And so I'm constantly working the program and I'm constantly also, also seeing anonymity. Anonymity is for me also humility. In anonymity, I... I make sure that I am not the most important person and that I'm not asking to get something after giving something. So all of this uh, altruistic uh, attitude is for me, working the program, being um, anonymous, and um, especially this feeling of belonging. You know what? I I felt that I belonged while I was in in my in my addiction because I couldn't feel this very deep feeling of not belonging. I didn't realize that. Only when I stopped being in addictions, either alcohol or food, binging or codependence or other, all the all the addic- addictions, I start feeling that I belong. Time. That I am Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. I wrap up. So I really do belong because of them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So in case you're a little confused and want to know where we are, we are in the big book, uh, page uh, XIII, forward to the first edition, reading through two paragraphs, with uh, starting with the third paragraph, when writing or speaking, going through two paragraphs to uh, be greatly handicapped. So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday uh, on any vision meeting, we ask you to step back. And But who would like to share today? Claire E from the UK. Hi, Claire. Gotcha. Cheryl Rita L. Rita R. Cheryl. Helene. Elise N. Helene. Helene and Elise. Maxine. Maxine. Rita R. Reva R. Nancy C. Reva? Nancy C. Anybody else? Okay, so when when uh when you uh give us your name, tell us the state you're calling from too. So I have Claire, Cheryl, Helene, Elise. Maxine, Riva, and Nancy. So 
So press star one to mute and we'll get started with Claire E. Good morning, Claire. Hi, Thank you so much for sharing Thank you to everybody. My name's Claire E. I'm a bulimic compulsive eater in the UK. And um, yeah, I, I am what really reminds me. Hey, Claire, this. Claire, you sound yeah. a little muted. Can, is there something you could do maybe to, to hear? Can't hear you at all. Okay, is that any better now? It is perfect. Ah, oh, perfect, brilliant. Sorry, it's my headphones. Um, so my name's Claire E. I'm a compulsive eater bulimic in the UK. Um, I, I, I think what really comes to me through this paragraph, and I'm I'm reworking step six and seven at the moment, and I've been you know sort of reading quite a lot about humility in the last couple of days. And, you know, that humility where, you know, I am a member of Overeaters Anonymous. I very much belong here, but I am a member. I am just one person. And my experience and my beliefs, my opinions, my 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 story is, you know, subtly different and yet the same from a lot of other people. And, um, you know, I have a role to share. I have a role to share that with a newcomer. I have a role to um yeah, to play and yet it's a very small role and there's a lot of other people in the fellowship too um and you know when it certainly comes to press uh sort of talking and it reminds me of the tradition that states you know that we need always maintain personal intimacy at the level of press radio film and tv you know it, it, my job is really to try and carry a message it's not to make it about me <laughs> and you know when celebrities uh, you know, sort of out themselves as members of the fellowship it's all well and good if they're doing well but of course we're just i'm just a human being and sometimes i cannot be a great representative of the fellowship as well so it's it's sort of it's really um, you know, one of those slightly cringy things, I think, sometimes when people very publicly out themselves because you think, oh, my God, I hope they stay abstinent. Oh, my God, because that's just that potential to really put people off as well. Um, and um, I guess the last thing I wanted to say as well is, is um, it, yeah, oh, I've lost it. I've lost it completely. Um, yeah, my personal name, it's, 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 it's not relevant. It's not relevant to my experience here, what I do for a living. Um, and, 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 you know, in terms of being handicapped as well, you know, what, what I do for a living is, it, it, again, if I was to be outed publicly, uh, it, it, I would, it would handicap my job. It's not the right time and place. And as has been already shared, you know, I, I very much quite often um, sort of out myself to various people, but I choose to do so on a basis where I feel like it's the right thing to do in the right time and place. Um, whereas if it was to be done by the press or somebody else, that's I, that's happened to me once and it was really embarrassing because it was really inappropriate. Um, so it's really, you know, for every individual, and I have to respect that with others as well, it's for every individual to decide when and where they want to tell anybody about their um, recovery illness, um, as as it is my sort of choice then to tell anybody um, at a time and place where I feel God directs me to. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have to share on that. And thank you for listening. It's good to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you, Claire. Okay, Cheryl, I didn't get the initial of your last name, so if you can give me that and the state you're calling from. Good morning. This is Cheryl L. calling from Florida this morning. I'm grateful to be on the meeting, and thank you all for your shares so far. You know, I had to really kind of like step back and, and consider, you know, my place in all of this. And um, 
you know, I want to say, first of all, I think Overeaters Anonymous um, as a fellowship does a wonderful job of, um, you know, making sure that the fellowship is, is more important than than the individual person. You know, I've been to numerous retreats and, and uh, conventions and and it's about the it's about the message that it's not about the person, and um, that's a great role model, a great example for me to follow. Um, I have a chance, you know, an opportunity here because I'm in another fellowship to listen to the shares, and and sometimes people will talk about um, issues with food, and and recently I've, I've had the opportunity to approach these people um, on a one-on-one basis after the meeting and talk to them about, you know, what I am doing and um, and to invite them. And I, I've given them the phone number and the website to, you know, to hop on these calls. And I don't know if these, you know, if these seeds are being sown. They are being sown. I don't know whether they will, they will reap anything, but it's important to just, you know, to just do that, to, um, you know, to put it out there. Um, but for myself, I have to really take a look at the humility factor and, and make sure that it's not about me. I don't think I've done a very good job with that. And uh, I, I need to, um, as the previous speaker shared, work my steps six and seven to be sure that I'm carrying the message of OA and not um, and not telling, you know, about my own personal, you know, accomplishments, so to speak. So, so um, this is real good food for thought for me today. I just wanted to claim my seat. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Cheryl L. Next up is Helene, followed by Elise. Helene, could I get the initial of your last name Hi. and where you're calling from? Thank you. Hi. It's Helene L. And I don't usually speak on this meeting, but I always attend it. Um, I've been in program. I've been abstinent for over 50 years. And I want to share how I came in. And it's changed my life. Um, I hated discipline when I first came in, and discipline is now my friend. Um, It's kept me um, in a thin body and and really healthy, healthy mind and spirit. And the big book is a very strong influence in my life. But I want to say how originally I got in. I I was about to jump out of a four-story window when I was in my early 20s, I'm now in my third act, um, and I didn't. Something inside said, don't do it, there's more to life. And that week, I found OA. And the way I found it is I looked it up, my aunt had told me about it, and there was a meeting on the west side, but apparently the church was closed, and there was one person there and I was the newcomer, and she sat on the steps with me. She looked me straight in the eye, and she said to me, this program saved my life. And she was she was not overeating, and she was not heavy, and she conveyed to me that there was hope. And that helped me get through the night. And the next day, I found other meetings, And I kept coming, and I kept coming, and I kept coming. You know, they say um, when you're in the darkest place, and I was because I was going to end my life, that that's the time 
where surrender happens. And for me, that night, I surrendered. And I just kept coming back. And believe me, through the death of my mother, the death of my father, through my son being diagnosed with um, mental illness, to, um, to just the celebrations and all the things that I never thought I could achieve and achieving them. I mean, all I can say to any newcomer that's listening in is I, food was my way of coping with life. When I put it down, <clears throat> even though I couldn't talk in the rooms at first, and I put my faith in the stories of people that really had no reason to help me. That's when my life changed a day at a time. And as long as I kept reaching out and not doing time. it alone, and I'll just finish by saying I could get through anything. That's it. Thank you, Helene. Um, next up is Elise N. followed by Maxine. Elise, you're up. Tell us where Hi, you're from. Hi, good morning. This is Elise N. from Boca. Um, on the list, it'll say Passaic. Um, thank you for taking this meeting and everyone who's doing service on this meeting. And most of all, the people that are there and may be new and afraid to speak up. Um, you know, in this paragraph, it's talking about, you know, not promoting through press. It doesn't say not to tell people about OA. Um, and the way that I came into this room, the, the last person reminded me was, I was on the cafeteria line, at, and I was 21, and it was in John Jay School of Criminal Justice. I was there taking a course on alcoholism, of all things. And um, we, I was standing in line, and this woman looked at me. I didn't ask her, and she said, I used to eat like you did, and I probably had hamburger and french fries on my thing and she said and then i started to use cocaine in order not to eat and then i started to turn tricks in order to pay for the cocaine and i'm just thinking to myself wow that is too much information um but she said and then i joined overeaters anonymous and i was able to you know get well and i'm thinking well i'm not going to use cocaine or turn tricks but if she could lose weight you know, and she did all those things, then then I could probably do it too. You know, I could, and that was really what was on my mind when I came to OA was losing weight, not getting spiritual, not finding God. I did find God in these rooms. I did find my own religion in these rooms, but that's not, I didn't know that that, that was even what I was looking for at that point. Um, but, and I have told people about OA, I've told them that about it in the supermarket I had one person saying she couldn't stop eating and she was buying ice cream and I, I held up my my uh, my cherries that were frozen cherries. I said, this is my ice cream. I'm an Overeaters Anonymous. And, and she said, wow, you're the third person today that's told me about Overeaters Anonymous. I think I'll try it. And, she, and as far as I know, she's still in OA today. And I've been in OA 30 years or over 30 years. So I just wanted to share, my name is Elise N. I'm available for a new sponsee, um, a, new, a, per, a person who's new to this program. 
Um, along with a nutritionist, I'll help you identify your binge foods, and I will, I'll help you as best I can to go through the steps of this program and, and to recover and to have a life second to none. I'm in new recovery, and I need somebody that's either has a burning desire to, a burning desire to recover or someone that's new. So that's all I wanted to share, and everybody should have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, Elise. Just a quick reminder that we are on page XIII. We're reading the third and fourth paragraph. We read through those, and we're uh, commenting on those two paragraphs today. So that being said, we have Maxine and then Reva R. Maxine, can you give me the initial of your last name and where you're calling from? My name is Maxine F., and I'm from Texas now, originally from New York. Through this program, I have learned what honesty is. The steps helped me to recognize that other people had their reasons for telling me what they did. And I've tried to be a very good child. And to keep being a very good child, I had to eat things to keep me in place. You know, chocolate and all that stuff. Well, I became a very good fat child. And that wasn't enough for me. Through the program, I have learned to confront my problems, not eat them. It's not what I eat, it's what is eating me that I discovered. And getting honest and realizing that other people have problems and they're trying to get their easy solutions, just like me, made me recognize what it is to be humble. Other people have the same things I have, problems to confront. Many people don't want to see that they're responsible for what they do each day. What I do today, I could see what that's going to affect tomorrow. Before, I couldn't see that. All I was interested in was feeling better. Feeling better is not getting well. Doing what I have to do with a higher power, my God, has enabled me to live my life, to find my life, because I just don't do what other people say I should do, whether it be my mother, my husband, my friends, my school teachers, or anyone else. I have to see life <laughs> as it is and do what best I can. And helping other people to recognize that by being an inspiration of change, by living each day as I should, has enabled me to feel good about myself and share with other people instead of being a shy child who sat in the corner and just did as she was told. And I wish that all for everyone listening, new, returning, whatever, because this is not a disease that is cured. You can recover, but you do not get cured. I was at a meeting once, and this lovely lady who had been a, a speaker at another meeting was hiding under the staircase. And I said, hello, I remember you. 
and she was hiding because she was overeating again. And I pointed out this. Okay. Thank you for listening to the message. Bye. Thank you, Maxine. Next up is Reva R. followed by Nancy C. Good morning, Reva. Hi, could it have been Rita R.? It probably was, yes. (laughs) Okay, all right, thank you. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Rita R. from Massachusetts. And um, thanks, everyone, for doing service and um, really just enjoying the shears today, but also all the shears on anonymity um, and just really could relate to the first um, shear this morning. And got in touch with... um, you know, my self-centered fear and pride this morning, I've always known it there. I've always kind of kept myself out of the herd. And, um, you know, thank goodness for for OA, for this program that um, that tells me that that is pride, you know, that in um, the spiritual principle of anonymity that we're all equal. Um I remember first hearing that and just being like, yes, yes, and just the freedom. Um, So, you know, just wanted to uh, challenge, um, you know, the the lies that I tell myself and um, also challenge my ego and, um, and, and, you know, and share today. Um, And so um, to the best of my ability with God's help, I'm, you know, going to keep the door one shut and um you know which is my will uh, the one that I always go to um and just uh keep door two open and um thanks for listening and have a great day everyone thank you Rita R next up is Nancy C and we'll have some time for a couple more shares good morning Nancy Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, family. Nancy C. gratefully recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And boy, you read what you need and you hear what you need to hear. Anonymity. Man, I didn't want to be anonymous anywhere I went. I wanted people to know I was large and in charge and who I was and what I did. And I was out there because I had nothing in my soul. And I was so afraid people would figure out who I was if I didn't just keep my ego and my pride in check, keeping not in check, out of check. Um, It was important for me that everyone knew who I was. And the shares this morning are just amazing to me because it is in anonymity that um, that lead share talking about that makes us a member, makes us one of, it's the unity of the program that that bit of humility I've gotten since I've gotten recovered that gives me the ability to help other people um, is amazing. Um, When I think of how I had an anonymity, if people didn't recognize me, I felt worthless, I felt unimportant. Today I know I'm useful and I'm important to the people around me and I'm important to the people who hear what I have to say because I speak the truth, which is my truth. It's not what I think people want me to hear from me. It's what means something to me. This program has given me that spiritual need of being 
with everyone else, there's strength. And when I was alone and when I was large in thinking I was in charge, I had no power. Today I have the power because I'm with all common problem and one common solution. If you're new today, this is the place you want to be. You don't need to be in charge and afraid of yourself and afraid of everyone around you. Take somebody's hand, come home, and be part of a group of people who really love and care about each other. And in the middle of that all is God who takes care of all of us. And with God, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy. Um, we have time for a couple more shares that you haven't shared in the last couple of days. Who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Vasa O. Ken W. Wanda R. Maya Wanda R. Anonymous. Okay, so I have. We only have room for two or three. Who's got? I've got Vasa, Ken, and Wanda. If we get to you, so Vasa, uh, give us the initial of your last name where you're calling from. You're up. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for your service. And Vasa, grateful recover compulsive reader, calling from Florida. And uh, wow. This program has saved my life. I'm so, so grateful. I did pray to God even before I knew anything about the program or anything, you know. And I remember saying to God, if you're at somewhere, someplace, please show me the way. Give me some kind of a sign. Well, not too long after that, I was brought into Overeaters Anonymous. I don't know where I'd be today. Probably dead. And, uh, you know, I did come for the vanity, and I remember saying, when I leave, then I'm, when I lose my weight, I'm just going to leave. And I kept on hearing, it's physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I was dying gradually without even knowing physically with the food addiction. Emotionally, I didn't know much about emotions. I had to look up in dictionary, you know, spirituality. I've learned so much, and I'm so grateful. I've stayed with this program so, so, so many years, and I do respect other people's anonymity, and I wanted to keep my anonymity kept at the beginning, but gradually I started breaking my anonymity, and I will tell anybody in this world that wants to know what I do, you know why? Because people are dying out there with this food addiction, and I didn't even know it was a food addiction. I had to come in the program to find out what was wrong with me. So um, I am breaking my anonymity, uh, you know, for when I feel like I'm, I, if that somebody wants to know what I'm doing, I will. And I am not ashamed of it. I am so proud to tell people what I do. It saved my life, you know. Whether they listen or not, that's their problem, you know, I just try to pass the message to somebody else. And I am writing a book for my grandkids and my children. And uh, I, I wanted them to know my history. I wish I'd known more about my father, my mother, my grandparents. I didn't. So, uh, and I am concerned, you know, I'm saying, you know, what about if I'm going to publish this book, you know? What's going to happen? I'm breaking, you know, anonymity. Or my, it's okay to break my own. But Bill W. wrote books and pictures, so he's making money. I, for me, I don't want to make the money. 
I just want to just touch, even if I could touch one person to tell them what I do and what has worked in my life. That's all I want to do. It's not about making money. But anyways, uh, I will be thinking about this, and maybe if somebody has a feedback, please, I'd like to hear it. Thank you, and I pass. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Vasa O. Next up is Ken WH. Ken, where are you calling from? Thank you. This is Ken WH, Recovered Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, Tradition 12 here. Uh, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions and its principles before personalities. And I've come to understand that my name, my name, will not help anyone achieve abstinence. The principles embedded uh, in the big book, which are condensed into 12 simple steps, not easy, but simple, none of which include my name, by the way. Yeah. They're not in there. You can't find my name in the 12 steps. Those 12 steps will provide the path to God that I needed. It did provide the path to God that I needed to, to God and to recovery. And, and I've learned more and more over, over time that I have to become less, less of myself, so much less, so that God and the principles of this uh, incredible program become greater. Uh, in other words, when you hear my voice, um, you hear about God and you hear about the principles of the program that have saved my life and are saving the lives of many, many other people. And um, thanks. It's been a blessing to be on the line today. I pass. Thank you, Ken. Wanda, you have one minute. If you want one minute, you can share for one minute. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the shares. And I just know my ego uh, is is being uh, cut down because I'm living in a retirement home and, you know, there's no room for me to stand out and, you know, make a name for myself. I have to, you know, just fit in and uh, conform and, uh, you know, uh, follow, uh, you know, what God wants me to do. And I'm abstinent and um, I cook all my own meals. And I just know that, you know, God is with me and, uh, you know, I'm not in charge. Boy, that's the last thing I am around here. And, uh, you know, so um, I I told someone I feel like I live in a fishbowl and that, you know, they they uh, look after you and there goes control that's, and freedom. That's time, Wanda. So, I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to have to cut you off. Okay. So um, thank you to everybody who shared this morning. And for the patients, we had a little uh, stumbling there in the beginning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for this meeting today, uh, November 16th, 2023, is 20841-20841.
And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So Maria H., will please read, will you read our vision for you? Thanks, Kelly. Good morning. Maria H. in Georgia recovered today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until.